Hello lovely single mums and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about, yes you guessed it again, what else could it be at this time of year but Christmas and in particular fast healthy Christmas food that our kids will love. My name is Lucy Good and I am the founder of Beanstalk. It's an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. And today I have great pleasure in chatting to Chrissy Rofia from Her Nourished. Now, Chrissy is a mum of two. She's a certified nutrition and health coach, and she has a background in psychology, as well as a passion to help busy mums in the kitchen. And I love her mission, which is to simplify the kitchen and keep healthy eating fun, quick, simple, and this is the best bit, ideally under 30 minutes. Chrissy describes herself as a realistic recipe creator. Um, and by this, she means that she doesn't expect mums to run around the shops trying to find exotic ingredients or to spend hours in the kitchen. So that all sounds good to me. Um, and she has also self-published her own book called Nourished in 30. And as the name suggests, it provides nourishing food all of which can be prepared in 30 minutes or under. Welcome to the Beanstalk podcast, Chrissy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honour to be here. Oh, that's really good. And we were just talking, weren't we, before we came on air about how dangerously close we are to Christmas. Very, very <laughs> close. <laughs> so um, now I, I find with food at Christmas that it can go either way. We can either go all out and go crazy or we just keep it super simple how do you do it in your house that is a good question um and this year is one of the first years that I'm staying in Australia and not going back to New Zealand for Christmas so um I'm responsible for planning a lot of the Christmas this year but yeah I think for me I really just like the idea of keeping it simple um being really open to the day and not putting too much pressure on yourself or anyone else and just enjoying the day, enjoying the moment and what it is and taking those moments that come from the food, but not necessarily focusing on the food, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lovely balance to it that way yeah. as well, isn't there? And I think we're in the best country in the world um, t- where they do Christmas and um, the most relaxed way, don't they? You can get away with pretty much anything here and the simpler, the better. And you don't feel Absolutely. guilty. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I think we'll just have a running nibble plate the entire day um, and people can just come and go as they need to rather than having like a full sit down meal. So that's yeah, because that's, otherwise there's yeah. one poor person slaving away in the kitchen, isn't there? And um, everyone else is sitting back and relaxing. Exactly. And unless you've got my recipe up. book, because yeah. unless <laughs> you've got my recipe book, because then you'll have everything done in 30 minutes. Exactly. Yeah. As long as you try not to do too many things out of the <laughs> exactly. several 30 minutes and half the day is gone. <laughs> but look, I've got some questions for you because I'm just looking for some really simple tips how to keep our, he- our kids nice and healthy this Christmas. So um, I'll start going into those now so my first question to you is why do you feel it's so important to focus on filling our kids with healthy and nutritious food at this time of year absolutely look I think it's important at any time of the year and I think that at Christmas in particular it can be really challenging to navigate I think that we have slightly more indulgent meals or treats coming up we have the complexity of other people bringing treats in 
And it can be a time of the year where things get a little bit imbalanced, um, or as I like to call it, I like to kind of refer to it as like a flow and like ebb and flow, like the sea. Um, and most of the time you are in flow at Christmas, you're ebbing a little bit. So you're just retreating a little bit and focusing more on socialization. But the reason why I think it's so important at this time of the year is simply because it really underpins everything for our little children. So their mood, their irritability, their sleep, Mm -hmm. all these things can be impacted by the foods that they're eating. Um, So, yeah, I think first and foremost, it's important to just remember that we're doing the best we can in the moment that we're in. And we can all, all, um, you know, quite often put so much pressure on ourselves to do everything perfect but in reality we're just doing the best we can and you know it's important just to recognize that and remember that as well um yeah so I think you know it's important to focus on it but also to be a little bit more flexible at this time of the year as well um so did you want me to talk a little bit about some tips for keeping it kind of yeah I mean I guess yeah the thing is is um you know it is I, I like what you said about the everything with our kids it does come down to the fuel that we put mm-hmm. put inside them doesn't it so um if we they're going to be up late they're going to be running around having lots of fun seeing friends and family using up lots of energy so they seriously need to be full of the things that are going to allow them to do it without running out of steam too quickly I guess absolutely so was, I really like that point that you made because we do think oh it's Christmas and we can let go a bit but in fact it's more important that we do keep them healthy um, and keep that balance and I actually find I tend to do some cooking with my kids around Christmas more cooking with them around Christmas than I do at other times of year because they're more into it because we can cook fun festive dishes so it's quite a good time as well to get them into that isn't it into cooking Yeah, it really is. It's a really good time to get them in the kitchen, helping you, um, talking more about ingredients, why you're adding certain things, what health benefits certain foods have, and just making it a really fun time. And that's what creates the memories and the fun, you know, the the special moments of Christmas. And for me, I think it's also a really perfect time. I always say, in the imperfect moments, it's the perfect time to bring up conversations about food. So it can be the perfect time of the year to bring up conversations about why food makes us feel a certain way. And I'm really big and really passionate on that food body connection and having a really healthy relationship with food. And, you know, when you're in those situations where things that are you know, less ideal or things that you don't normally have start coming in more often. Or, you know, for, for example, my kids at the moment, I think it's absolutely adorable, but they're getting a lot of candy and sweets coming home from their daycare because other children are gifting it to them. And rather than getting, um, I don't know, upset or worried or feeling frustrated with that process I think it's the perfect opportunity to bring up those conversations about why we don't have those foods every day and why those foods are special indulgent treats and also what they do for our body so the conversations that I start bringing up with my kids are things like you know we're only going to choose one or a small bite and the rest we're going to responsibly get rid of or put away for later because our teeth can feel really furry if we eat lots of candy or our stomachs can feel really sick and we can start feeling really tired. So I do think it's like such a perfect opportunity to start those conversations. And um, I always say, what is the, like, what do you want 
not right now in the here and now for Christmas, but what do you want your child's relationship with food to be like when they're your age? I always say bring it back to that because oftentimes it's you want them to have an approach where they know what's nourishing and they know what's not and they know how food impacts their little bodies and how it makes them feel and when it impacts their mood and their sleep mm. and for them to be able to understand it themselves and really understand that connection as well it really I know it's a perfect opportunity to bring up those conversations at this time of the year as well it's a great time to teach isn't it absolutely it really is and to understand as well that one or two is okay but maybe not all of them absolutely (laughs) or let them eat all of them and then they'll feel sick and then they've learned their lesson (laughs) yeah you can approach it either way (laughs) um but no I like those ideas um yeah so rather than see it as a bad time and to worry about it use it as an opportunity so that's brilliant thank you absolutely yeah and I find a lot of um parents do come to me and they say what do I do like we're going to places and we're getting these um less than healthy foods given to us or they're just there and I always just say just approach it with a um with love and kindness and just think how can you use this imperfect moment to teach your children or even to help people that you're seeing so what can you then bring in that's a little bit more nourishing or can you prepare your children beforehand by making a really nourishing meal that's filled with everything that you know they need so that when they do go to an occasion where there's less than ideal food they're already full like their little tummies are already full and they Um, won't want it they won't want the bad food as well yeah yeah (laughs) like they can they can make better choices because they're not starving or they're not ravenous um, or they're just, yeah, just a little bit more satisfied as well. Yeah, and they understand as well because you've also talked to them about it. Absolutely. And the hard one always, I guess, is the snacks, the mm-hmm. food that we just have to grab and go. And um, I'm quite interested in what your recommendations are for snacking food. Um, and when I ask for your recommendations I mean food that our kids will actually eat because (laughs) you know so often you ask a question about snacks um, healthy snacks and you're offered um, ideas and I think god you know like they're just not gonna (laughs) eat it (laughs) absolutely and let me tell you my children are the toughest critics I have ever met and they are very open and honest in telling me when they like my food and when they do not (laughs) they always tell you when they don't don't exactly Um, So, yeah, look, I think time is of the essence. We're all super busy, and this time of the year is just one where it can feel really overwhelming. Um, So my go-to snack is always fruit, and I know some people get worried about the sugar in fruit, but I just think fruit's so much more than just sugar. There's fiber, there's nutrients, there's vitamins in there, and it's prepackaged for you. Like, there's no packaging, there's no preparation for fruit, and most children do love fruit, which is helpful as well. Um, berries, things like berries are really good um, at this time of the year, especially in Australia because they are in season, they're sweet at this time of the year, they're not imported most of the time and they are low glycemic index as well so they do have a lower blood sugar and can I, can I just quickly throw in mangoes at this time of year oh, so <laughs> I've just finished actually in the oven right now is a um, summer fruit crumble that's mangoes, berries and pear with a little bit oh, of like almond meal on top so. Also. <laughs> huge fan of mangoes um, and then also like I think using the freezer to our advantage so I'm really big on taking a moment in the week whether or even a fortnight or a month if you've got half an hour to spare 
prepping up some, and I don't mean bodybuilder prep where you prep up chicken and your broccoli and your, you know, your boiled mm. eggs or whatever it is, but prepping up some meals that you can then freeze into portions and have ready to go. And I use this so often if we are in a rush and we're going out and I know that we need a snack on the go that my kids will enjoy. I'll always have slices of homemade banana bread or healthy pancakes in the freezer that I can just grab and I don't even need to defrost them because by the time we get to where, where we are, where we're going, they're ready to go. So um, I can send the link for you to share as well mm. because a fail-safe banana bread recipe, it does take 50 minutes to make but it makes such a big serving and yeah, I just slice it up and freeze it. So that's another really good option. Um also, like healthy pancakes, if you're making breakfast in the morning, double, triple, quadruple your batch, and then you've got snacks to go for the next couple of days. So you can just slice them into little fingers. And the um, yeah, the pancakes that I love making, they, they only contain three ingredients. So they're nourishing ingredients, they're nutrient-dense, and yeah, really quick and easy to take on the go. Um, so yeah, that would be my, my go-to snacks. And then also I think it's just important to remind ourselves that especially at this time of the year, I think there's a little, I don't know if it's confusion or some people really demonize packaged foods, but not all packaged foods are created equally. So I think it's a, an important time where you can, if you start scanning ingredient lists and know what you're looking for and know what ingredients to kind of keep an eye out for, you can find some really good quality packaged foods that are inexpensive and they're there ready to go on those days where you literally have no time. You're in time deficit. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because I have to admit, I tend to demonize packaged foods. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. not into them at all. But what you're saying is that there are actually some out there that are okay. It's just about finding what they are. Yeah, or looking for whole foods in packets as well. So sometimes it's, you know, making up little trail mixes for our children or, um, you know, looking for the whole foods that are a little bit longer lasting. So even things like um, health food stores or the health food section at a supermarket isn't necessarily the healthiest option, which is interesting as well because it can be really confusing. But yeah, I think in general, looking out for chemicals, looking out for additives, um, preservatives that aren't necessary, added sugar, but you can find good quality packaged foods. You just have to hunt. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting because I tend to steer away from them altogether, and um, I just like which to is add amazing it. as well. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I, I try to, but life is so busy. But you know, maybe it's worth putting some time into finding out which ones are the good ones and then sticking to those. Exactly. Yes. Um, but yeah. also, I just have to mention the freezer because I have a love affair with my freezer, mm -hmm. and I just there's something isn't there about pre-preparing, putting stuff into the freezer and then taking it out, um, and it's already ready to go. Um, Absolutely. I feel a bit smug as though I've got one, <laughs> one up on, on something I don't know what but I just love it my freezer is always full I have heaps of pre-prepared meals in there but I must ask you about your pancake mix can you freeze the mix itself then Oh, I mean, that's a good question. I I'd probably like, make them first. I probably wouldn't freeze them, them in. Yeah, and They're then what, so you can put them even in the toaster, couldn't you, to just warm them up afterwards, maybe? Just to yeah, warm absolutely. Up. I use George Foreman. So if you've got a George Foreman, that's like a perfect oh, option. Okay. Um, or a sandwich press, like a sandwich grill. Um, oh, or by the time you get to where you're going, like I find that in, in a lunchbox in Australia in the summer mm. heat in Queensland, 
And by the time you're getting to where you're going, they're thawed out and they're, they're fine to eat. They're ready to go, yeah. Yeah. I, so, there's so, yeah. Many thing, so many things we can freeze that people don't realise that you can freeze. Absolutely. Um, so it's always worth, you know, just Googling it. If you've got some leftover anything, just Google it, see if you can freeze it, because you'd be amazed what you can put in your freezer. And oh, there's absolutely. less waste, so it saves you money as well. Absolutely. Even like, for example, so I make my own almond milk. And then if I don't have a recipe for the almond pulp that's left over, I'll put it in the freezer because then it's ready to go for another recipe. So exactly. it's a really good way to use it if you're, if you're in the moment. You're just like, I'm too busy. I can't think of how to do this right now. Stick yeah. it in the freezer. You'll find a use for it later. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so moving on to meals, moving away from snacks, how important is it in your eyes to have there's sort of three healthy meals a day and getting that kind of food into our kids. Is that okay or is it okay for them to just graze as they go whenever they feel hungry? I think this is a really interesting question and I think it's multi-layered and I think it really depends on quite a few different things. I think first and foremost, what works for you and your family is what... um, it should be gu- you should be guided by but also I think it depends on the child and also being aware of what's going in throughout the entire day so I always like to reflect on the day rather than specific meals and if you think of a child and how small they are in comparison to you as well their stomach space is a lot smaller so it, it really depends on the types of foods that you're providing um, and the easiest way I can de- describe this to you is if for example you're thinking I just want to feed my child three um, good quality meals you need to think about what nutrients you're getting in, in those meals and making sure that over the course of a day they're getting everything they need um, and I don't know, most children that I know aren't necessarily always the most, um, what would I say, the, the biggest attention span when it comes to meals. And mealtimes mm. can be really challenging for parents. I think that it can potentially be a really big stressor for a lot of parents as well. Um, so, yeah, the easiest way I can explain it is if, for example, you provide a salad or a, a big serving of vegetables for children, you just have to remember that there's so much fiber and vegetables and fruit that, that they're going to their stomach's going to fill up on that fiber really quickly. Mm. So if you are providing really nutrient-dense meals, you just want to make sure that if you are only providing three meals a day, you're getting in all the nutrients that they need in those three meals, bearing in mind they have really small stomachs compared to us if that makes sense. Yes, it does, Um, yeah. Yeah, so when it comes to snacking or grazing throughout the day, I think there's nothing wrong with it provided it's working for you and provided over the space of an entire day you feel as though your child's getting all the nutrients they need in. And if you're worried at all, it's definitely a, a place to go and speak to someone to make sure that you your child is getting everything they need. Um, interestingly, a conversation that comes up a lot with parents is my child's not eating dinner. Dinner's a really difficult time. It's really stressful. They're just refusing to eat and, and you know, it's, it's tears and, and just a really stressful time of the day. And we're already busy. We're already a little bit tired by that time of the day as well. And our patients can be wearing a little bit thin. And often I say to people, first and foremost, reflect on that afternoon. Has your child been grazing throughout the afternoon or had a snack close to dinner time? Have they overall eaten like a decent amount throughout that day and they're just genuinely not hungry? And quite often people say, oh, yeah, look, we do probably have a few more snacks in the afternoon because we're out in the car or we're out doing things and I'm giving them snacks, um, you know, so that they're more willing to do the jobs that I'm doing or whatever it might be. So 
Yeah, I think it's just important overall just to reflect on the day and think of the day as a whole. Are they getting in everything they need throughout the day? Because it can t- all it takes is one snack sometimes, and that is enough to ruin a, a meal. Mm-hmm, absolutely, with, with that tiny tummy that we're, yeah. we're talking about here. And I've always it. been very much um, a routine of three meals a day, um, and. I found that as my kids got old enough to start going to other people's houses or more so when they had friends over, the friends would always get hungry, you know, in between meals. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that was really weird for us because we never snacked in between. We we were just three meals a day and that was the way that we did it. And my kids never asked for snacks. But of course, it's what you're brought up with. And um, so you just go along with that. And what fits into your lifestyle as well. I mean, I, I feel more comfortable with three meals because I feel I can... I can keep track of what's going into those three meals. I would find it harder with grazing to think, oh, what did they have and what haven't they had? Um, But yeah, whatever works, I suppose. At the end of the day, as long as they get a nice balance. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and if you're finding that, like a big thing for me is I find sometimes that that snacking children can just like us, just like adults, confuse thirst for hunger as well. So sometimes if children are saying, I'm really hungry between meals, um, number one, reflect on what they've just eaten, reflect on what they've eaten throughout the day. Have they eaten enough? Um, And number two, are they drinking enough? Because if Mm. they are thirsty, they're going to perhaps confuse that for hunger, think that they're hungry. Um, And then the third thing, which I think comes up for adults a lot, so um, I think it's a you know, it, it comes up for children just as much as it comes up for adults is we confuse tiredness for hunger as well. So late night eating or that, that snacking later in the day or in the afternoon can be because we're hungry or because they're hungry. And I, I don't know if, um, you know, when children are still having naps during the day and they're getting a little bit hungry, it could just be because they're really tired. So, yeah. um, you know, they're all things to think about and just reflect on. And I think the more mindful you are about your child's day as a whole, the easier it becomes to work out what's going to work best for them. Mm, yeah, they do. My little one, she's so tiny. I mean, she's 11 now, but when she started, yeah. she was the smallest in the school and she's still <laughs> she's still in like year eight, a size eight clothes. Um, but she, she, one minute I say, oh, you're hungry. And she says, no, I'm not. And then mm-hmm. half an hour later, she's so hungry, she's going to die. <laughs> and it's like, I don't think you are. I think you just need to think a little bit more about this. You might have some signs of hunger coming on, but you, you're not that hungry because you yeah. weren't hungry half an hour ago. <laughs> so, yeah, they totally um, don't understand the signs of what they yeah. feel. Yeah. Um, and, and again, habit comes into it yet again, where if they're used to snacking, they're going to keep getting hungry quicker aren't they rather than be able to go that three or four hour period between meals without feeling hungry absolutely and again it depends on what types of food they're eating as well because I certainly find you know if it's more fiber rich foods like I said earlier it's not a lot of um it's not necessarily I don't like like focusing on calories but it's not calorie rich or calorie dense so Um, you know, if you are having a lot of vegetables and fruits in your in your lifestyle or, um, you know, any of those really high fiber foods and you're finding that your children are hungry more often, it could just be simply because they are having more fiber and they do still need the calories and the, yeah. um, the energy that comes from more dense foods. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it really depends on reflecting. And one question I always like to come back to for my son, because he, he's definitely a, more of a grazer, but he does eat a really high fiber diet. So 
he'll sometimes say to me, mum, I'm really hungry. And my first thing is, are you hungry enough to eat an apple? Because if he says yes, then I'm like, okay, you're genuinely hungry. But if you say no, you're probably not hungry and you're probably just eating out of boredom or had a habit or you're hungry so or t- oh, sorry, you're thirsty or you're tired. <laughs> How often do I get, I'm hungry, we'll go and get some fruit Yeah, and then they don't bother. Yeah. She's <laughs> <laughs> not that hungry. But look, yeah. now we've just touched on it. So this is a really good question because we all know how important hydration is, especially yeah. living um, in Australia and at this time of year. Um, can you tell us why and what we can do to make sure that our little ones, um, as well as ourselves, are constantly quenched? Absolutely. And like I say this while having my drink bottle right beside me, and I think that's the first and foremost thing you can do to improve your health instantly is to have water, have water beside you, have it with you, have it everywhere you go. And, um, you know, the Staying hydrated is so important for so so many reasons, like such a multitude of reasons. Um, and for our children, especially for things like mood balance and lethargy or just having energy throughout the day. And also, again, for recognizing proper hunger and proper thirst cues. So, um, yeah, during the summer, especially when they're running around and it's getting really hot, it's even more so important to include water. Um, and if your child's struggling to have water or if you're not used to having water, I know some people struggle with the concept of water because they, they don't drink water. They spend their day drinking tea or coffee or, um, you know, whatever it might be, and you just don't naturally have it around. Um, so even having things that are high water content can be helpful um, when you're starting to increase your water content. So things like water-rich fruit, like watermelon during the summer, um, homemade ice blocks are definitely a favorite for my kids over summer, Um, smoothies, anything that's just a water-based product, um, like by product, I mean like homemade product, um, Mm -hmm. like anything water-based and definitely steering away from sugary drinks. So Mm. it can be easy to think, oh, well, I'll get, um, you know, a juice or, um, I don't know, fizzy drink or whatever it might be, but these are less hydrating. So it's definitely water first, water first and foremost. Um, and again, keeping those other things for really indulgent treats, especially over the, the Christmas period time, yes. um, but water first and foremost. Yeah. And what is it with kids when they are so thirsty and then they get a cup out of the cupboard, pour themselves a drink and have one sip <laughs> and then they leave it on the side and then... 20 minutes later, they're so thirsty that they go and get another cup out of the same cupboard. <laughs> One sip, leave it on the side. What is that? Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, we've, we've started, we, and that's another way, really good way to monitor it, as we were talking about with the food, a way to monitor the drinks is if you do give them a water bottle and say, yeah. I want you to drink all of that this morning that needs to all go this morning um and just get them into the, it, it's a habit i drink it when really I'm at is, work. Yeah. i have a big water bottle on my desk and i uh, drink a whole a whole bottle every morning mm-hmm. um and i leave at lunchtime and i know that at least i've hydrated myself partially um, yeah. already and that's a good thing but i find when i'm not in work i just don't I don't drink as much water because i'm not at my desk with that water bottle so it's making sure that you carry the habits on through so you're constantly hydrated and just getting your kids to do it as well yeah and even you're showing your children to do it I think that's such an important part as well because children learn so much from seeing you they learn so much from seeing the adults around them and what they do so the more you've got your drink bottle with you or the more you're drinking water and making it a habit for you 
the easier it is for them and for you to also do it for them as mm, well. And yeah. you'd probably laugh if you ever saw me try to get from the house to the car because I've usually got two lunch boxes, three water <laughs> bottles, giant water bottles, <laughs> shoes, like who, are, who knows what else. And it's usually a bit of a juggle. But yeah, I take mine everywhere. If you ever see me, I have three drink bottles with me for me and my kids. So yeah, it's, well, it's just, it's, and yeah. it becomes a habit as well. It just becomes something that you do and you don't think about. Yeah, it's really important. And I find as well with older kids, I've got a 14-year-old daughter as well. And one way I get her to drink more water is, like we were talking about at the very beginning of the podcast, we were talking about teaching them. And I say, look, you know, the more water that you drink, the better your skin will be, the nicer Mm -hmm. your hair, the brighter your eyes, the better you'll feel, um, and things like that. And it's so true. And that's something as simple as drinking water. So if you just tell them the effect that it has, isn't it amazing that water is can do all that stuff um, no, and it's no. just such a simple thing um i love that approach that you're taking and i think yeah it just brings it back to that food body or water body connection as well and just really understanding why certain foods are so nourishing and i think the more you understand that the easier it is to eat nourishing foods because you you really understand the connection it has to how you feel yeah. and i think a lot of people don't realize how good you can feel and um, you know, once you start to recognize that as well, and once children start to recognize that, um, you know, it can be easier or it becomes more, you're, you're more open and willing to do those habits and make those habits part of your daily life because you really see how good, how, like the benefit from them. And you have to put it to them in a certain way that they understand. Because I can remember when mine were younger, I used to say, Imagine your tummy with no water in it. And, it, mm-hmm. and it, I, I used to say it's like, imagine a kind of a stagnant um, water pool with no fresh water in it. It's all brown and it's got dead leaves in it and flies on the top. And it's really horrible and this kind of really gunky water. That's your tummy when mm. you haven't had anything to drink. But once you've had lots to drink imagine a fresh waterfall with really beautiful clear water splashing down into a fresh clean pool that's what your tummy's like when you've been drinking so to give them the image of what their body's like on the inside Mm, um, mm. by simply drinking is something that mighty would often talk about it so it's just what your kids relate to it's just finding exactly what they understand and what they'll take on board absolutely and i mean my son's four and my daughter's 18 months so they're a little bit younger and we use the um you've seen the movie up and it's got the um older man in it Mm. with the balloons um we use that as an example so if you eat too much salt or if you're not having um, as much water your mouth's going to feel like an old man (laughs) that's how we describe (laughs) it like it's a really easy way for them to understand and they think it's quite funny as well so um yeah they really like that and yeah it's just what what you can do to help them understand yeah. and really make that connection as well. Yeah, make it relatable. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit funny. <laughs> so for the crazy big busy single mums who are listening, who are racing yeah. against the clock more than ever at this time of year, what are your go-to recipes for super fast, healthy meals that our kids will ask us to make time and time again? Just throw a few of them at me. <laughs> Absolutely. And I see you busy mums and I you do not go unnoticed. I think that's so important to know that those little moments that you feel like you're not you're underappreciated, you're definitely not unnoticed. So um, yeah, go to recipes. All right, my favorites would have to be um, the, the pancake recipe. So um, this is a really good one. I think some people, if they hear pancakes in the morning, they'll think, what are you talking about? I don't have time for that. But again, it's 
you can make it the night before, you can freeze it, you can make it in batches. Um, and if, uh, the ingredients that I like to use are oats, banana, and eggs. Or if your children can't have eggs, then you can swap it for chia seed eggs, which is like chia seeds soaked in water. Um, and all you do is just put the oats in a blender, blend them up until they're like a fine, fine consistency, mash a banana, whisk through an egg, and then make them like normal pancakes. So those are a huge hit with my kids with like blueberries and coconut yogurt. Um, and they're also one that I often put in the lunchbox if we are out and about during the day as well. Um, another go-to if I'm super busy, I think it all comes down to what you prep during the week or how you like to eat. So, um, you know, I, I hear from you, you like to prep more full meals. Um, for us, I, I like to prep all the things that I want my kids to have but I just know take so much time. So things like steamed vegetables, I always have a container of steamed vegetables in the fridge. I always have a container of like good quality gluten-free pasta, like cooked and ready to go in the fridge. Um, I always have like the protein either cooked or like really easy, ready to go. And then I can combine a meal super fast. So mm. if I'm busy, I'll throw those ingredients in with a passata, which is like a pureed tomato sauce. Um, a little bit of like a pinch of salt and a little bit of nutritional yeast or savory yeast flakes. If you've got the extra cash, they can be a little bit pricey, but really good flavor. And um, the reason I use them is my da daughter's dairy intolerance. So we have to think creatively about mm -hmm. making sure she's getting nutrients in. Um, so that is like a go-to for us and the kids absolutely love it. I don't know what it is about it. I pack it full of vegetables and they just love it. Mm -hmm. um, Another one is wraps, so things like mountain bread wraps, so you can get, um, you know, different types of wraps and making a wrap and getting them in the kitchen with you. So this is a really easy one if you've got a George Foreman or a sandwich press um, because you can just get your kids to choose what they want in it, wrap it up, stick it in the George Foreman or a sandwich press, and then you're ready to go. You've got like a, a nice warm wrap. Um and then a, an alternative to that, I guess I've still got younger children as well, so they still like more easy-to-eat finger food. So um, anything egg-based, if you eat eggs, anything egg-based is really fast and easy as well. Um, zucchini oats. Now, this probably sounds a little bit strange. <laughs> yes, share this one with yeah. us. <laughs> this is definitely like my like when people think of my name they often think of this recipe because it's probably like what I'm most known for. This is your signature um, dish is yeah. it? <laughs> um, and if you can't have oats you can use quinoa like quinoa flakes as well so if you're gluten free um, or can't have traces of gluten you can use quinoa flakes but essentially what you do is just grate get a really fine cheese grater they're two dollars from like Kmart or Target um, or you can find them at the supermarket. So those really fine cheese graters, grate a little bit of zucchini into your porridge, cook it up as per normal, and you've got vegetables and fiber in your breakfast. So Lovely. my kids, my son's not so huge on it, but my daughter is obsessed with it, as am I. Um, and yeah, if your kids are like really good at picking out green things, you can grate, uh, sorry, peel the zucchini beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and then finally, for the crazy busy mums who are maybe feeling a little bit worried about whether their children are getting in the nutrients that they need, if they're having really fussy periods or really difficult periods or teething or whatever it might be, and you just feel like they're not getting the nutrients in, smoothies and, you know, I say ice cream, but really it's just frozen fruit blended up with spinach, or if you can get like a good quality kid-friendly greens powder, 
they are my go-to because at least I know by the end of the day that my kids are getting something in. Um, and my son calls it a Hulk ice cream, but really it's just like spinach and banana blended together. Oh, I'm at the door. Um, so yeah, that's essentially what they love. So yeah. yeah. And I think, and it, also I've just discovered at Coles as well, you can get a smoothie mix, which, which is actually um, spinach and kale and banana and kiwi. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, and that's already in the bag. And I know it's an expensive way of doing it because you're better off preparing stuff yourself. But it is quite an easy way to make a smoothie if, you, if you're very time poor and you just want to have something in the, in the freezer ready to go and just put the coconut milk in it. Absolutely. That'd be a really good one. Yeah. So, um, oh, well, look, I mean, I, my, my head is swimming with gorgeous recipes at the moment. And in fact, I, although I've just had lunch, I'm starting to feel hungry again. So I think we'll finish up whilst we're on a high and visualizing those delicious dishes. Um, but you have um, a great special for us, don't you? So can you just tell us about that special um, and where we can go to find, uh, you know, find you and your business, Her Nourished, online? Absolutely, absolutely. And look, I do. I really, like I said, I'm just so passionate about supporting busy mums because I think we have so much going on. We've got so many different hats that we wear in every single day and it can feel really overwhelming. And the last thing I want anyone to do is feel like they have to spend hours in the kitchen. I'd much rather you spend your time doing the things you love, spending it with your kids or just doing what you need to do and not feeling like you're a slave to the kitchen and slave to making meals. So that's something that is so important to me and I'm so passionate about it. Um, so I have offered a 75% off code for my kids recipe book, um, which makes it only $3.75. Um, it's just an ebook so you can download it online um, and then save it to your phone or save it to your computer or you can print it off. Um, because I do have a new recipe book for kids coming out next year as well. And um, I do also have the Nourished and 30 that you mentioned at the start as well. Um, so the easiest places to find me would definitely be, um, I'm very heavily present on Instagram. I think that's definitely my favorite place to be. Mm. Um, I share recipes on my stories like almost every single day. And I'm always just sharing what I'm doing for my kids because I think sometimes you can feel like you don't have ideas or you just need a fresh idea or just um, a reminder that what you're doing is amazing. Like you're already doing a really amazing job. Um, so that's just her.nourished. Um, and then my website, which is where you can find the link to the recipe book as well. It's just up in the top. It says recipe books. Um, that is www.hernourished.com. Perfect. So I'll put um, a link to your website um, with this podcast so people can just click through there um, and they go through to, and to get the special, they put the, put a code in. Yes, they put Beanstalk Mums, which okay. is M-U-M-S. That's Start perfect. Beans. So I'll pop that on there so that um, they can get through and I'll put the code on there as well, just so yeah. that if you haven't got pen to hand right now, ladies, it will all be there nice and easy. Look, thank you so much. That's a really great special, Chrissy. I really appreciate it. And you've absolutely nailed it with your fast, easy to prepare food. That's nourishing and definitely sounds very tasty. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Even in zucchini and oats. I might have to give that a go. You have to try it before you do. <laughs> I promise you it is a lot better than it sounds. Exactly. We have to try new things. And it's always good to start um, kids young, isn't it, as well, on these things as well. It's harder a bit later on to get them into yeah. unusual foods. 
But I think I speak for all the single mums when I say that this is exactly what we need, what you're offering. So thank you so much for taking the time to share ideas and recipes with us today. Thank you so much for having me and I'm, I'm so honoured to be able to share that with more mums and yeah, I just want to remind everyone that they're just doing the best they can in the moment that they're in. I think it's so important just to reflect and know that you're doing a good job, you're doing the best you can and you learn and you grow as you go. Thank you so much and we'll have to get you back on when your new book comes out so we can talk about that. I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> okay and to all the single mums listening, make sure you and your little ones stay healthy this Christmas healthiness is happiness and that can only be a good thing so until next time ladies goodbye